break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 10th of June, 2021. Very happy to be with you here on the show. Plenty for you here on the show, as we always do. We're going to be talking about big-time lobbying by tax-avoiding corporations. We're also going to be talking about a massive strike ongoing in the African nation of Lesotho. And before we get to either of those two important stories, we're going to start by talking about the nuclear war industry in the United States and around the world. The United States spent $70,881 per minute on nuclear weapons in 2020, according to a new report by the International Campaign Against Nuclear Weapons. The report details how the pandemic did not slow down spending on nukes at all, with $72.6 billion being spent around the world. About half of that, $37.4 billion, was spent by the United States, which was drastically more than any other country. China was the second place country, and they spent $10 billion in 2020, Russia $8 billion, and the UK $6.2 billion, just to give you some comparison there. The report also noted that companies based in the United States, UK, and France received $14.8 billion in new funding in 2020. They also noted that 5% of U.S. military spending in 2020 went to nuclear weapons to bolster the massive U.S. arsenal of 5,550 nukes. China so-called number one adversary of the United States, has 350 nuclear weapons, in case you were wondering. Now, of course, all of these numbers by every country just points to the totally absurd situation we're in, given the destructive capacity of nuclear weapons and the fact that it's widely recognized that any sort of nuclear war would lead to the destruction of wide swaths of humanity and a major standoff between, say, the U.S. and Russia, the two countries with the most nuclear weapons, would almost certainly destroy all of humanity, given the direct impacts and the fallout. The International Red Cross, for instance... Notes about this fact, the impact of nuclear wars, that is, quote, modern environmental modeling techniques demonstrate that even, quote unquote, small scale use of some 100 nuclear weapons against urban targets would, in addition to spreading radiation around the world, lead to a cooling of the atmosphere, shorter growing seasons, food shortages and a global famine. Global famine. Just think about that kind of destructive power. Then think about the billions of dollars in spending. And then think about how outrageous it is that there isn't an all-out effort to eliminate nuclear weapons. And in fact, there's actually a new nuclear arms race, primarily being driven by the United States. During the Obama administration, the U.S. announced a trillion dollars in nuclear spending to overhaul the entire arsenal over a number of years. And then during the Trump administration, they supercharged it by going out of their way to scuttle every nuclear treaty that they could, it seemed. And that really was even more of a starting gun than what happened in the Obama administration. And now just about everyone everywhere with nuclear capability is trying to develop more and new nuclear weapons. Follow the leader. The report noted that for every $1 nuclear weapons producing companies spent on lobbying, they got back $236 in nuclear weapons contracts. Pretty good return on investment, it seems. But 
Very interestingly, the report also details how many of the most prominent and quote-unquote respected think tanks in the West receive huge sums from nuclear weapons companies and then turn around and produce pro-nuclear propaganda. For instance, the Atlantic Council, which got between $835,000 and $1,724,990 from nuclear weapons producers in 2019, they just promote ranges, not exactly what people paid, produced a report about Russia's nuclear arsenal where they recommended, you guessed it, that the U.S. develop more and more advanced nuclear weapons capabilities. And what's really notable to me when you look at these think tanks is how they frame the discussion around nuclear weapons. It's always framed around nonproliferation and nuclear policy and the need to negotiate, but also to never give up a deterrent or edge to quote-unquote enemies. And that's, of course, the conventional wisdom. But ultimately, these think tanks produce very little demanding anything other than quote-unquote managing risk. That was actually the title of a 2019 Brookings Institution panel with all of the very august fellows on this issue. They, by the way, Brookings got 549000 from nuclear weapons contractors last year. But the managing risk piece was the whole idea was, yeah, nuclear weapons are bad. It certainly got raised. But the idea of eliminating nuclear weapons was nowhere. In fact, the overall policy goal stated by this august panel of experts was, quote unquote, restoring stability. That is establishing an international regime of treaties governing nuclear weapons, but specifically not eliminating them. Bottom line here is the nuclear weapons bonanza for military contractors is clearly deeply connected to the quote-unquote official enemies policy of demonizing this or that country. And it's heavily reinforced by the impact of lobbying and the funding of think tanks. Despite the fact that there is no credible situation in which a nuclear war would not be massively catastrophic for all of humanity. But... As in all things, profit trumps people in this capitalist world. The small African nation of Lesotho is currently the scene of a massive strike of 38,000 garment workers. That's almost the entirety of the garment industry in Lesotho, where there's 40,000 workers. So 38,000 of 40,000 workers are on strike there. Workers are striking over the fact that for two years in a row now, the government has failed to revisit the minimum wage in a serious way, and employers are failing to deliver real living wages. Workers have noted that this has driven up poverty in the country because despite a 20% increase in the cost of basic goods, they are being offered wage increases of no more than 6%. On top of that, no wage hikes at all were ever instituted because the government refused to actually make a decision on the minimum wage after negotiations broke down between employers and unions. The way it works is this. Basically, unions negotiate with the Employers Association industry-wide over wages. If an agreement can't be reached, the government has the ability to raise the minimum wage unilaterally. Rather than doing so, however, the government is covering for the companies, refusing to raise wages despite cost increases because they claim the companies can't afford it. Now, This led for workers to go out on strike on May 14th, and they've been out ever since. Both May 14th and May 17th, protests by garment workers were met with police violence, leaving several workers seriously injured, with some having to be hospitalized. One important factor here is the U.S. government is deeply complicit in this process. The reason there's a fairly large garment sector in Lesotho, also Swaziland, by the way, is something called the African Growth and Opportunity Act, or AGOA. That's sort of the main trade agreement the U.S. has developed with sub-Saharan African nations. AGOA allows for duty-free access to U.S. markets for certain goods made in certain sub-Saharan African countries, and a major one is textiles. And AGOA led to there being from just a few factories in the 1990s in Lesotho making garments to today, where it's 43% of all private sector employment and 20% of the GDP. 
It exports $250 million worth of garments into the United States, mainly for companies like Walmart and Levi's. Importantly, though, almost all the companies are owned by Taiwanese and Chinese firms. And this is actually par for the course with the Goa products of all types. Companies based in non-African nations come to set up shop in Africa, then claim the tariff-free exemptions to the U.S. market because these are quote-unquote African-produced products. So really, a Goa is just a cover for making more profits on the backs of Africans by all sorts of non-African companies. And it also isn't a surprise that a Goa works well in countries like Lesotho with high poverty rates in rural areas due to underdevelopment. About 60% of rural residents in the country live in poverty, primarily because they aren't able to make any money from agricultural goods because there are no agricultural extension services or rural infrastructure. So it creates a large captive workforce who, for survival's sake, are often forced into the garment industry as one of the few industries there is with jobs that have at least some level of stability. They're also in urban areas, of course, that have better access to what social services and the like that there are in the country writ large. Pressure from the strike has forced Lesotho's government to take another look at the issue, and there is some expectation of a wage hike, but workers say they don't trust the government and will remain on strike until action is taken, which could be as soon as June 14th. A new report from Public Citizen details that 55 large corporations who paid no taxes in 2020 spent $450 million in lobbying and political contributions since 2016. And in addition to paying no taxes, received $3.5 billion in tax rebates. It's worth noting that these 55 corporations had $40 billion in pre-tax income in 2020. The two issues are, of course, connected. The reason companies pay no taxes is because of all the loopholes and exemptions built into the tax code. The tax code, of course, is written by politicians. So corporations can, using lobbying and donations, essentially write their own rules or at least influence rulemaking to maximize their ability to game the system and pay well below the actual tax rate while still finding a way to get money back. The report notes specifically that lobbying was the bigger expense over donations, $408 million in lobbying, while the company spent $42 million on donations over this four-year period. Of course, that's not a small sum either, and that's just from corporate PACs, not what the executives and board members were donating. As the report details, quote, FedEx spent the most of any company, $71 million, followed by Charter Communications, $64 million, American Electric Power, $42 million, Duke Energy, $37 million, and Textron, $22 million. And FedEx, you might be interested to know, got $230 million in tax rebates in 2020. Duke Energy got $281 million in rebates. FedEx, just to pile on here, by the way, made over $1 billion in profits in 2020, but again, paid zero taxes. The report notes as it concerns politicians, quote, of the top 25 recipients of the money from corporations that paid zero in taxes in Congress, 20 are Republicans. Each of these recipients voted for the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017, which lowered the corporate tax rate, end quote. But, you know, I'm sure there's no real connection there, right? They also note, that the top recipients of cash were not individuals, but the campaign committees of the two major parties. As they further detail, quote, the National Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee has hauled in the most from the companies paying zero in taxes, $1.3 million from the 2016 cycle through 2020. 
The NRSC is followed by the Cleveland Host Committee for the 2016 Republican National Convention. They got $1.3 million. The National Republican Congressional Committee, they got $1.2 million. The Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, they got $783,000. The Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, they got $662,000. And the Senate Leadership Fund, they got $650,000. So there you have it. That's capitalist democracy for you. He who has the gold makes the rules. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 